Okay, so I want to talk about a few things that has happened and just a few things that, you know, I feel like God has revealed to me. So this happened yesterday. All I know is I would constantly say, out of all of this that they're doing and how hard they're, they watch me and everything that they're capable of doing, touching, hindering, stopping, moving, and changing. Out of all of these different things that they're doing, why is it so much crime in the world? You know, because you could just go and stop an accident from happening if you can put somebody in one. Or you can stop someone from dying if you can kill someone. You can, uh, you know, stop crime before it even starts if you can read minds. If you can do all of these different things, why is there so much crime? Why is the people out here being raped, killed, murdered? And then I notice that it's a pattern where it's people, then you blame God and you say, well, how could God let something like this happen? But with everything that you're capable of, you could be stopping things like that from happening. That kind of is kind of, I feel like it's, you know, contradictory because you're saying that he doesn't, you don't believe that he is in control or in full power because these things happen. But you're depending on him for that power in order to stop or keep these things from happening. Otherwise, you won't believe in him. But that's just one, you know, small view of why people don't believe in God. I've noticed that. I'm 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 definitely my eyes are being open to realize like there's so many different reasons why people don't believe in God. And there's so many different reasons why people decide that excuse me that they want to, you know, worship the devil or rebel against God, whatever. But here's the thing. So God showed me a little girl with cancer. And it was a white family, but that that shouldn't matter. He showed me a little girl with cancer. She was bald-headed. And she, you know, would sometimes wear a scarf or... But this time I saw her without no hair, just no hair. Such a gorgeous little girl. She had to be between the ages of five to eight, no older than eight years old. And she has such a beautiful soul, such a beautiful heart. And she was such a sweet little girl. And he showed me her in a split second of a, of a small conversation that he that he wanted me to see. In this conversation, the little girl was dying of course knew who god was and i believe this is why i love god's sovereignty because when children are dying they know where they're going jesus has already visited them he's already prepping them he's already you know waiting for them and they know that and they can't wait to get there because of course they're going to such a, a a much better place than being here so it's really no point like i feel like if my child ever got cancer of course you know i would want to do everything in my power to save their life and 
you know, it makes me sad, but it oftentimes makes me question, is that for them or for me? Because they're going to a better place. They're going to be much happier without all of this chemo, all of this stress on their body from these chemicals and all this other stuff that the hospital wants to pump into them. I should just let God take them because obviously if that's what he's going to do, if that's what he wants to do, that's what it's time for. But I don't doubt the fact that you could possibly do everything in your power to save their lives if possible. But in reality, who is that really for? You or them. You have to really consider that because they the ones have to suffer. But regardless, this little girl was about to die. I knew she was about to go home to Jesus. She has such a beautiful soul. And her mother came to her and said, don't you want to live? And she told her that she was going to, you know, I think she had heart cancer because her mother said, I'm going to get you a heart. And the way that she was going to go about it was through witchcraft. She was going to trade something off to the devil in order for her daughter to live. And her daughter said, no, mommy, God already told me what you're going to do. And I just want to go home with God because it's my time. I don't want you to do that. That's what the little girl said to her mother. And her mother, she knew that was the right thing too. Immediately when her daughter said that. She knew that that was the right answer. She didn't argue. She didn't debate about it. She wasn't selfish. She just accepted that answer. And they hugged. And they just accepted that she was about to die soon. And it's sad. It's so sad because obviously you can see that the mother loves her daughter so much that she would go to such drastic means for that to save her life. But her daughter got a message from Jesus because he's with her, because she's about to be going home soon. That said, that's not the way to go. You don't want that. Sometimes, this is why I a lot of times remind people, sometimes being childlike, well, the Bible says be childlike, but sometimes children are so much more smarter, wiser, simpler, and more close closer and more in touch with Jesus and God than we can ever be as adults because we've been through so much we've seen so much and our innocence is tarnished theirs isn't they see things simpler they get it you know we question things we overthink things you know God couldn't possibly love me he let me go through all of this children are just like no he loves us they a lot of times are the only light you're going to have, really. So that's why the Bible says be childlike in your faith. You have to be childlike because they're trusting. They're able to trust wholeheartedly. They have faith, they have hope, and it's not, you know, spoiled or ruined in most cases. So I just thought that was a beautiful thing that God showed me. Beautiful. When he showed me, I said, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Because, like, he answered every single every single prayer that I had about that. Every single question. Every single day I was stressed, frustrated, everything. He answered it. He answered it with just that one vision. And him showing me that was confirmation that, like, this is exactly what's going on. 
not that I needed more, but more is if as much as I go through more, it does not hurt. More confirmation does not hurt. But like, I just cried to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for being here in my life. Thank you for choosing me for this mission. Thank you for everything you were trusting with, trusting me with. Thank you for all of these different things that, you know, you bless me to be able to see. You didn't have to show me that. You don't have to do this. You don't have to be merciful. Thank you. And... Like, just praise Jesus. I just, like, it's becoming a habit. You know, I realized throughout the spiritual warfare, a lot of times they are lying. And they are saying, you know, that I'm praising Jesus when I'm not praising Jesus. Or that I'm praying when I'm not praying. In order to stop me from praising Jesus and praying. And just to know and notice that God got me regardless. But I know when I'm praising him. There's nothing they can tell me that I don't already know. There's nothing that they see that I, I can't already see with God. I'm so blessed. I'm so abundant. I'm so I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for God. I really am. I know that I complain a lot and I know that I cry a lot and I know that I have so many different questions. Oftentimes I'm trying my hardest to fight and allow that, not allow that to drift me away from God and get further from him. Even now I'm struggling with so many different things right now in my heart and my soul and my spirit that I'm wondering, you know, what is it, you know, what is it that I could possibly do, you know, what can I possibly ask for my prayers to change the situation, but I can't focus on that because God has shown me so many different things, like, as much as going on and as I feel like he's allowing, one thing I you know, that, have ne that has never failed is the fact that he always, always, always answers my prayers. And when he is like, when it feels like, why are you taking me through this? How could you ever allow this to happen? Everything is always for a reason. And I just have to trust that. I have to know that. And I can't believe I still forget it after how many times he's already been right. So just the patience, you know, obviously is building that, you know, the gratitude. I could always have more. And faithfulness, trust, all of that is being built up in these seasons and in this time. Because sometimes I can come on here so encouraged and I still am struggling to find that encouragement in my situation. But that, that vision, what God has shown me. It was amazing. Like, this little girl is at St. Jude's, I believe. And I was so grateful to see what God showed me about her spirit and where she was going. 
like the heaven that's waiting on her so much more beautiful than anything she could ever have here like she's blessed to be going so soon like I'm still kind of upset sometimes and I try my best to be grateful because I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful or complaining because you know people obviously would do anything for you know the opportunity to live longer or be in good health but sometimes I just wish I could go now or I could have went a long time ago like but I realized, like, I'm, I don't know if I live to be old. I don't know if I live. I don't know when I'm going to die. But, you know, I can't be taking for granted what other people are, you know, dying for, literally. But the thing is, though, you know, I don't see how anybody could feel bad for this child unless they just don't understand that there is a heaven after all of this. I don't see how anyone could feel bad for her. Like, I don't, I won't say I want to be her. You know, I want to be me. But I would love to be going to see Jesus right now. I would love to. And she was not sad. She was happy. She was actually being made whole. So that was beautiful. I don't, I, w I would say that, you know, as far as the mother goes, I'm concerned. I feel that the mother was also being protected and kept as well because her spirit was not as torn down or as detrimental as it could have been seeing as she had a child so young dying from cancer. Her spirit was being kept as well. I saw that, like, she was... Under, and understand she understood some people don't understand these things even though she was going going the route that she was going or at least considering it she was being kept and she understood she didn't fight it she didn't go against what her daughter you know her daughter's wishes she decided to accept that and it's not you know, I wouldn't say, I can't say how she feels, but it was, I would say from what I could see, it was not killing her. It wasn't tearing her, you know, she wasn't losing it. And some, some will, some people will, some people do. So that's beautiful. That was beautiful. I also appreciate it. Like, excuse me. Just her not being too tempted by the devil to move forward with that. Because, you know, some parents, you know, it's it's a debate on who is it really for. Is it for you or is it for them? And it was clear that, you know, maybe she had the wrong intentions. But when it came down to it, it was for her child because she asked her child what she wanted. And her child told her and she let it go. And if it was for her, she would have moved forward regardless. Or maybe she would have had some sort of debate, like maybe I should still do it. Or It was clear who it was for. And I thought that was beautiful. Like, it's not always a situation where somebody is just super wicked. And they just want to do wicked things. That's not always why they turn to the devil. 
I originally felt like nobody ever turns to the devil like that. Really, we're all just human falling short of perfection. We all make mistakes. And that's what I felt like for everybody. And I feel like this situation is showing me that some people really are truly that wicked. <laughs> they truly just are wicked. They truly just do want to be contrary to God and rebellious. But I will not let this situation change my outlook on how many that people that actually is. Because I believe the outlook I had before was more accurate than whatever outlook I would get in this situation. That is really, like, unstable. So, I'm very, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for everything, no matter what it is I'm going through. And I'm, listen... I'm going through so much. I really am. Some people, somebody would say probably like, no, I don't know. I don't feel like you are. Like, especially when I saw the vision of this woman losing her daughter and this child losing her life to cancer. I was thinking to myself how selfish and how spoiled I must sound and be and seem when I'm complaining about situations that I'm in. When they're going through such heavy situations like this. But everybody struggles Nobody's struggles are greater than the other. They're just different. So, you know, my situation, I'm struggling with generational curses and witchcraft in the family. I'm also struggling with, you know, you know, I'm fighting demons. And it's a very heavy situation. Like, this could very well be, you know... If if considering all and everything it could be responsible for, it probably could be responsible for cancer in the family. It could be responsible for, you know, any type of health issues or concerns. It could be responsible for, you know, deaths, etc. So... The demons that I'm fighting and facing and Satan, you know, and the different things that I am going through in this time, it's not, I don't feel like it's to be considered as, you can see like stuff like this happens when I get on here talking about God because people are really possessed around me. So, the demons that I'm facing, the demons that I'm fighting, like, you know, they could very well be responsible for different things in my family, like cancer and any other health concerns or just, like, financial, you know, ignorance, miseducation, and mental health issues, and just setbacks all kinds of different things so it's not that the situation that she is going through is bigger or more than my situation but it's just it's definitely just different but regardless of anything though I'm so grateful I'm so grateful that God has given me the opportunity to you know 
get these kind of things away from, you know, get off my family, to get the opportunity to remove these different things from my family. Because, you know, who's who's to say how long this stuff has been on my family? I mean, clearly it's been there my whole life. So I'm I'm just grateful for that. And if moving forward I'm able to I'm getting I'm given the opportunity to prevent this from happening to anyone after me, any of my descendants, any of my family's descendants, that's what I want to happen. You know, I don't I definitely don't want to keep ignoring what's, you know, there because or contributing to it because but like I was saying and you know, it's I'm not even going to address it too much, but obviously the noise in the background, you can hear what I'm dealing with. You can hear how people act around me. You can actually hear the different things I go through on a daily basis. But, you know, let somebody else tell it. They say I make this stuff up or that I'm just, you know, delusional or having mental health issues or something. But whatever, you hear this stuff. Like, I've had so many different episodes where you can hear them throwing rocks at my window. You hear them outside responding to the different things I'm saying in my room. I'm not talking that loud. You hear how they do things outside and around me. So it's not like I need to get a camera and chase them around and catch them when they're sneaking around me and doing different weird things that they do. I just need to trust God because what they want to do is bring me down to their level. What they want me to do is shrink to, you know, and get into the mindset to of doing and thinking how they think to do the things that they do so that they can somehow feel better about the things that they do on a daily basis. And in reality, I don't you know, I don't I don't know how they can ever even if I did do the things that they did ever make themselves feel better about what they do. The only person who can the only one who can make them feel better about that is God himself. So just the different things I go through. Like, I'm glad that I, I am on this podcast. I really am because, you know, I'm going to be able to refer back to this. You know, it's not that I'll ever not think that I'm crazy. I never thought I was crazy from, from the jump all the way until now. But I'm going to be able to refer back to this and I'm going to be able to see. Like, you see how people were acting? Do you see the different things people would do? Like, it's not that I'm going to want to go and get revenge on them or anything, but justice is always, God is God is the God of justice. So, you know, I just let them do what they do because God obviously is building patience in me. So it's always going to be a, you know, it's always going to be, it's always going to work out for me. As far as they go, you know, let them do what they do and be in whatever mindset they're in and have to do that or, you know even do stuff like that. But anyways, like I was saying, I'm grateful for God to be giving me the opportunity, you know, to break generational curses off of my family and prevent this stuff from moving forward because it's just way too, I don't know who, who's, who all God has given the opportunity to do this in my family. I do believe he said that he gave my mother an opportunity when she was around my age. I believe that he said that he gave my father an opportunity when he was about 10 years older than me. But I'm given this opportunity right now at 24. Imagine just going on for another 25 more years and then I'm given an opportunity, but it could have happened 25 years sooner or however long. 
regardless. You know, I've always prayed to God and asked him for a different outlook on my future so that my future doesn't have to be repetitive or a repeat of how things have been. But I'm and I'm just grateful for God answering that prayer because I could never imagine bringing children into this world, you know, and wanting to love them a hundred percent, wanting to love them wholeheartedly, wanting to give them my all, wanting them to have better than I ever had, and not considering the different things I faced and how to prevent those things. And the only way is with God because a lot of this stuff you realize it's past, you know, things you can actually prevent physically, like financial issues or all kinds of stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just grateful. On another note, though, something else I've been dealing with, you know, today, yesterday, all day, like that was a blessing for God to have given me, you know, that vision of that child and her mother but what I've been dealing with all day and yesterday is like battling you know what I already know and what could be because it's like so many different things is going on so much stuff is happening that it makes me question if I am really doing the right thing where I feel like as far as, you know, the different things that I am, like, learning and going through on a daily basis, do I have to be, you know, really going through so much? Do I really have to, you know, have to, like, is this the route I have to go? Like, is there another way? It, like, am I overexcited myself or is it something I need to I need to see out of the situation because I feel like I'm doing way too much. It does feel like I'm doing so much, way too much, but it feels like, you know, what are, what are my other options, though, especially in such a situation? And it's clear that they wouldn't be doing as much as they're doing if this weren't what it was. You know, everybody else is tuned in. Everybody else is you know, being used, everybody else is, you know, definitely feels like it's a part of, of something that's going on here. Sometimes it's just debating, it's just debatable. Which side are they actually on? Um, I've also heard in the past two days, like, that cheering that I'm hearing, like that cheering, I hear that cheering. I've heard it against me. And I I question whether I was crazy or not. Like, I question, like, hold on. Like, am I catching it too late? Or maybe I'm just misconstruing it. Maybe I got it mixed up. Like, are they cheering for me or are they cheering against me? And I heard this cheering against me. And someone had been telling me that, like, they're not cheering for you. They're cheering against you. They have been cheering against you. And... When I heard that the first few times, I'm like, but they're watching me and what I'm doing and they're cheering when I do things. So they, I I feel like they're cheering against me as well. But it, could that be possibly what somebody wants me to think or believe that they're cheering against me? Because when I got back, 
I heard them singing gospel with me. I heard them singing gospel music. And in this situation that I'm going through, like, I just feel a heavy darkness, a heavy, dark energy. I feel really bad, really sick, really sad all day. It's a depressive energy. It's a it's a fight. It's it's like it's a really thick darkness. I feel it all day. And the only thing that ever makes me feel better is to read my Bible, to pray, or to sing gospel in my head. So I realized like I would hear or would feel like someone singing it with me. Because as I worship and I pray for the first few months of this year, like anytime I wasn't worshiping or anytime I wasn't praying or anytime I was reading my Bible, it was like this darkness, whatever it was, was trying to take my mind. It was trying to, you know, take you know, any and everything I had. It was trying to steal my life. That's what that's what they said earlier. Because earlier, and I don't want to jump between different points, but earlier I woke up and I was like, this has happened on so many different occasions. Almost every day I wake up and I feel like a nothingness. But it's still there. But it's not a fight where it's like nothing's happening. But it, because it's like a block up, but it's like still there though. And I'm like, why can't it be one or the other? Like, either it's still moving forward or you're gone. Like, which, which one is it? Like, I don't understand why it's just standing there. Like, something is just standing there, like, just waiting on me. And I'm just like, I wake up and I feel that, and I'm just like, okay, you're waiting on me, so let me just get started as soon as I wake up, because obviously that's what's, you know, that's what you're waiting on. So I get started as soon as I wake up, as soon as I open my eyes, I have to, I don't have a choice. And then, you know, that's what I do have a choice. We all have choices, but, you know, I choose God. So that's when, you know, it's like a block up and they love this part. Like it's a block up. It's, you're going to have to figure out another way through. And it's like, nothing's working. Like, everything that I do, nothing works. So, at this point, I guess I just have to wait till somebody helps me. I think because somebody helps. Or something. Like, till God just is, is just like, alright, I had enough of that. You know? You know, regardless. Um, This time, somebody was like, wait. Go over there and see, you know... Look at they camp. Go look at they camp. See, you see all this stuff piled up around you. Everybody's worried about you. Everybody's surrounding you. Go look at their camp while, you know, while they over here at yours. Go check theirs out. So, I'm like, if I can, if that's what I'm doing, let me see what I can do. So, I go over there from my understanding because, like I said, I don't. a lot of times it's confusing. They're lying a lot. I don't know what really is true, what isn't. So I go over there to their camp and it's nothing. Nothing's there. It's like literally clean house. Nothing is over there at their camp. And I say to myself, what is? what are they doing with their life? How is that possible that nothing can be here? Nothing at all. Not even them. And then they said, duh, because they're trying to steal your life. They're too busy trying to steal your life and your body. 
That's why nothing's going on in their camp. So I questioned, I said, how is that possible? Because what becomes of their life if they still mind? Nothing's going on over there. So I guess that's the answer to that. Nothing. And as I go and check out their camp, I realized they were like, uh, she heard what you was doing. She right behind you. I'm like, okay, I just keep checking it out anyways, whatever. It's nothing to see. And I try my best to like look over and around stuff like, wait, hold on. What about, you know, in the past, like recent past where I got here, maybe, I don't know what I'm looking for, but anything at all. And it's a few things, you know, it's like they just have like little to no power to them at all. It's like tossing around old clothes or something. But and I turned around, this person is just like, you know, their attitude was like, you already know this is what I'm doing and you know, and I just feel so bad because I say to myself, like, you know, just the realization that, like, you have so much invested into what you're trying to do that you don't have a plan after this. You don't, what are you going to do if this doesn't work out for you? Like, you don't have a plan of what you're going to do what if it doesn't work out for you. And that also was something that came up yesterday. They were like, you're dumb because you don't even have a backup plan. I mean, a lot of times that can be seen as dumb. Sometimes that can be seen as dedicated. But in this particular situation, it is dumb. I will come back. Okay, so... It was, this is, and this wasn't even me calling it dumb because I wouldn't necessarily call something dumb unless I could actually see the way they, you know, was actually, how they see it. Like, because it might seem dumb to you, but unless you understand, it's going, you know, it just seems dumb. You have to get it from their point of view. But this was somebody else's perspective. And once I was given, like, kind of like the gist of what's going on, you know, from what I could pretty much gather you know, I would say it's dumb, but it's like dumb. It's just not, doesn't, that doesn't cover half of it. It's past dumb. It's like, it's very, very sad. It's very sad because it's like, I don't really know how dumb you are. If dumb even matters, you know, it's a lot of things going on there where it's like the devil has a stronghold in your life that you're not able to make rational decisions besides the rationality in it you know it's not safe it's dangerous and i don't think you care about safety that's an issue so it's sad in so many different levels but you know this person this individual is so adamant about stealing my life and stealing my future but god has already told me what's going to happen and another thing that has came up yesterday, <laughs> so many things coming up yesterday and today. 
I was watching a sermon by Pastor General Jennings and he reaffirmed, reconfirmed, reassured. And I already knew this is in the Bible, but I've just been debating like about it because of what's been going on in my life. The devil can't tell the future. He doesn't know the future. He has no idea what's going to happen. He can't tell the future. So that means every single time that the future has been told throughout this journey in my life, it has been God. Which means he is very much here, very much alive, very much present in my life. And since he is the Alpha and Omega and the Almighty Power who is in control of everything, anybody working against his plans or anything he wants or has for my life, that's dumb. Now that's dumb. Especially when you see him here. You know he's here. And you won't acknowledge him as such. Now that being said, I, w- I would say that maybe they aren't dumb. Let's consider if they're not. If they are not dumb, let's consider how what they are doing is exactly what God wants them to be doing. What God has them doing. And that's the only way I could ever make sense of it. Because there's no way you could ever be in the presence of God still doing what you're doing. I mean, well, the fact of the matter is we all still do what we want to do, even knowing that God all God watches us all the time. And he, we're always in the presence of God, if you see it in that way. Not always in the presence, but definitely always being watched over. But God being so close and so, you know, prominent in this situation, how can you, you know, still feel like you have a chance at winning? You you think you can beat God? Do you think you can beat God? So that makes me question, you know, it, that brings my choices to two different things. Like one, you really think you can beat God and that's dumb. Or two, you know... God, I you know, I have to keep my eyes open on what God's actual plan is because I shouldn't be so sure that I know what it is because obviously I could have never guessed or predicted this and maybe God's plan is not what I have in mind. He, he did tell me not to worry about the how. He also told me that It's so much bigger and greater than anything I could ever think or imagine what he's going to do in my life. So we'll see. 